Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Please, folks, I've been messing with the volumes, messing with the mics, all that good stuff. Let me know if all of this is working right for you. Can you hear me right? Can you do all these things the way we should? Thank you so kindly for being here. Welcome aboard. First one on the board today, Yvette Avery Herod. Congratulations a la esposa. Your tell your wife I said congratulations on that new accomplishment. Proud of you guys, but then again, anybody associated with Yvette Avery Herod, what can we say? It's a powerhouse. Melanie Keelan, welcome aboard. Hi there, she says. Alistair Waters, hi all. She says, May Wood says hello all. Yesterday I was watching the show from Tuesday and it was all but over before I realized it. So it missed. I missed all but very ending of yesterday's show. May Wood, what's wrong with you, brother? How could you? How dare you? No, I'm kidding. You know I love you, Maywood. Come on in. I'm just glad that you found us. And of course, there is AVQ says, just got home. Been away with family, then running errands. All sort of tired. Gonna take a load off. Listening from AFK. You go, brother. You go, brother. You go, 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 go. Melanie says, it can be a bit tricky to find the live feed. I don't know why they don't make it easier. Guys, if you have, if, if you have it on your phone... Make sure to enable the alarms. My daughter, when she, whenever I go live, it rings on her phone right away that she knows it's going live. You can also do that by just set, just allowing everything that we post to come up. You also help us with the cues, right? In other words, if you guys watch my video as soon as I release, not only the live video, but if I release another video or whatever, you guys get a chance to help us get those numbers up so that we can get more throughput. That's what it's all about. That's what we have to do. That's how we're going to get our message across. Okay, Yvette says, replying to Wood, it happens. Yeah, you see, we're all fallible, brother. We're all fallible. Maywood says, it might be a good and useful thing to add the date the show is being made. Huh. It's there, my dear, beautiful Mr. Wood. I think every show has a date associated with it. But if I'm wrong, let me know. Alistair Waters says, I sound good. That means I got my levels right, I hope. AVQ says, the old way is the best. Set a radio alarm for a minute before showtime. <laughs> you know, for being a youngster, brother, you really have, you're really mature in your heart. Anyway, before I get started with the show, I'm, I'm watching MSNBC. And they put, breaking, breaking, breaking. Uh, inflation is at 7.5%. Largest inflation since uh, since 1982, which was during Reagan, right? So I'm sitting back here, and I'm getting I'm getting flustered. I'm upset. I am mad because Americans see that, right? They say, "Oh, it's costing Americans two hundred and fifty dollars on average per family more per month," which is terrible. They didn't get two hundred and fifty dollars increase in their wages. A lot of people didn't, but a lot of people did. However change jobs and in changing jobs they went way over that 250 extra money per month so they exceeded inflation based on getting a new job that paid them more but but here's my thing we make believe we have taught people to believe that inflation is this magical thing and that government policy is really inflationary when they do certain things x y and z I want, first of all, let's, let's go ahead and understand something. And Larry Summers is a clown. 
Larry Summers from MIT who worked for Obama. He, he is the one who screwed us with Obamacare and he screwed us with a lot with his neoliberal uh, economic policies. No, I don't, I don't care what the hell brother Larry Summers have to say. I love my people, but I don't like these people who only care about the wealthy. May, let, let, let's give an example. Inflation is high. So here's Manchin. Manchin say, we don't need to be doing anything right now because inflation is high. So let's make babies starve because inflation is high. Let's go ahead and let people suffer. Let the people who need it the most suffer because inflation is high. We don't need to overheat the economy anymore. We don't need to give those poor people any more money. No, we do, we do need to do that. We need to give the poor people more. We need to give the lower middle class more and suck it to the wealthy who has made all their monies on the backs of the middle class. People, please, let's have some, let's have some faith in ourselves. Let's go ahead and stop allowing these people to hoodwink us into thinking we must do the suffering for the wealthy. That's what they want. It's like, well, if inflation is high, we must do the suffering for the wealthy. Marcia Parent Helton, thank you so kindly for being here. Muchisimas gracias por estar aquí. Alistair Waters, I think I saluted you. Eric Hayes, you're here with us. Melanie Keaton, I think I saluted you. So here is my thing, folks. There's nothing magical about inflation. And everything you learn about inflation, right? You're supposed to get inflation. In other words, if you have a whole lot of people chasing after goods that are scarce, you get inflation. And justifiable inflation. Because what happens is, all right, let's, let's use a car as an example. The, the inflation in cars is more believable than inflation in steaks, than inflation in corn, than inflation in all those things that are grown right here in the good old USA. The inflation in oil is theft. But let's, let me explain to all of you. Inflation right now is a, corp, is a capitalist system ripping you off. There's nothing that has changed. Now, cars. Yeah, it's true. We can't get the microchips. We can't get the microchips into the cars. So therefore, less cars get built. And more people want cars. So therefore, the guy who would normally say, Hey, come on, buy my car. I'll drop the price so that you buy the car no longer has to do that so that's inflationary because now you have two three people bidding on that car he doesn't have to make a deal it's like your home right but a lot of people bidding on your home the price of the home goes up a lot of people not bidding on the home you keep dropping the price until people buy it but there's no shortage of corn there's no shortage of meat what we have is monopolies who have pricing power who can say we are going to charge this for the meat and since nobody else is there we can charge whatever we want it is theft grand theft and what i'm trying to illustrate to americans is we tolerate it because they tell us to we believe what they tell us when larry summers says uh, we need to be careful in how we release more monies with build back better because it's too big too big for whom when did you ever say it was too big for corporations, for the executives to get $72 million? I'm going to have somebody on tomorrow. I'm, uh, this guy is going through cancer treatments. And they're denying MRIs and they're denying all kinds of things these companies are because they can. My thing to you guys is drop your confounded 
ideological beliefs and start thinking about humanity, start thinking about yourself and stop believing the crap that they taught you. I went to school. I went, uh, uh, let me tell you a little history. I went to school and I wrote this in my book as I see it. I went to Blinn College for my first year. And then I left that junior college. I said, got to go to UT, the big school, the big everything, okay? And at Blinn College, I took Econ 101. And I never forgot the subject. When they laughed at me, right? Because the idea was, this guy was making a whole lot of widgets. And because he made a lot of widgets, the question in the economics class is, would the price fall or go up? And I was like, oh, the price is going to, you know, the price, since you're making a lot of widgets, and people really, really want it. They want it. People want it, want it. But you can afford to make more. The price should go down because the guy who's making the widgets don't have to make as, he doesn't have to, you know, make as little to make a lot, or as much to make a more, the same amount of money. He just, so my, my thing was from a moral standpoint. In other words, how much is too much? If I make this item and people start to buy it and I can still make many more, and people start to buy it. In a capitalist society, the price of this product, even if, if I have the ability to manufacture a ton more, because there's so many more people wanting it, the price goes up because there's demand for it. There's no shortage. There's demand. So I can charge a lot. The, 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 the immorality, the immorality, of being able to do a lot, but just charge a lot because you can for services that are needed. Look, if, if we're talking about a cell phone or something else that you don't have to have, then who cares what you want to do? You want to be moral, you want to do whatever, go, be, do, do it, whatever, make your money. But for services that are matter, healthcare, for food that people need to, uh, to depend on, for you to be able to have pricing power and just charge whatever, it is wealth transfer. It is an economic system that allows you to take away people's money because you can. But we don't learn it that way in school. And since we think everything we learn in school is correct, until the right wing says, well, when you learn that, uh, when you learn about history, we don't really want you to learn that kind. I mean, it is amazing, right? So what I'm saying, people, brothers and sisters, I would love for you not to listen solely to me, but I would love for you to unlearn much of what you thought you've learned in school about economics, because it was what we learned in economics many a times was fraudulent. It was meant to keep the same system that we have that rips you off alive. Again, there's no shortage in oil. The oil is still there. The ability to take the oil out of the ground is still there. The shortages of the oil comes from market manipulation to ensure a false scarcity. In English, what does that mean? We make believe there's not enough. It's not true, but we make believe it's not enough. And if we can make believe it's not enough, we can charge more. So all the gas price, gasoline prices you see out there, that is the plutocracy. That is the wealthy people telling you, we are raising these prices because we can. Who's going to stop us? Remember, 
The same amount of pumps that are necessary to pull the oil out is there. The container ships and the, 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 the ships that move the oil, all of that is there. The demand is not like super humongous. This is what you have to unlearn. Listening to me is not enough. Go through the math. That's what's important. We have learned to rip ourselves off and we have learned to commit ourselves to praise, to be enslaved to the corporations that rip us off dearly. The nurses that go out and put themselves at risk throughout the country, they're traveling nurses. They figured out, hey, if I travel, because with this pandemic, there are going to be places that need a lot of nurses, I can make more money because I'm in demand, supply and demand. That is a real shortage. There are real shortages of nurses. That's a true shortage. There's no shortage of meat, beef. There's no shortage of eggs. There's no shortage of milk. In fact, we pay, we pay them not to put milk on the market. There's no shortage of these things. Yet, if you go to the grocery stores, the prices are up. Why can't Biden go out and say, capitalism is ripping us off? Why can't he say it? Instead, he says, I am a capitalist, but capitalism without competition is nothing more than... What's the word, Ashley? Capitalism, as opposed to... It, 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 in effect, it is, uh, it is ripping you off. But capitalism with competition, capital exploitation, thank you, Redden, exploitation. Capitalism is exploitation. And those of you who continue to breathe by the religion, by the religion of this thing, you continue to breathe this religion. Look, I love free enterprise. I love it. I love free enterprise. I love good free enterprise with a solid social safety net. That is what uh, they have fooled you into believing that capitalism is. But you know what it is? It is that CEO making $75 million and then saying you need to take a cut. It is a guy, what's the name of the, the company that made tractors? They just went on strike and finally won. Help me out here, Yvette Avery. You're our union person because you guys won that battle. Uh, this, the factory th that makes these tractors, Deere, John Deere. John Deere makes all the money. They make factories. The productivity is through the roof. They're selling a lot of tractors. The CEO is making a killing. And what are they asking the employees to do? take a cut so the ceo makes millions and they ask to see they ask the people to take a cut you know how we are going to change this you have to change it you have to stop believing the kool-aid you have to stop believing what you you have to stop believing the indoctrination because the only way this economic system continues and is maintained this way the only way is if you stop believing the fallacies that you have learned and folks, this is you can look this all up on your own, folks. All on. Tomorrow I'm covering how a, a, a brother of mine, good brother from the uh, uh, Houston Peace and Justice Center. He was a president of the Houston Peace and Justice Center. He's going through some health issues right now. And he doesn't mind me saying this because he's going to be on air talking about it. I'm going to be carrying that live on KPFT 90.1 tomorrow at 11 a.m. And I'm going to be, I hope to do his interview today. 
and I'm going to carry it tomorrow afternoon on KPFT again. We are getting creamed. We are getting killed by this economic system. And everybody, everybody is working their asses off. Americans are not lazy. No American in the aggregate is lazy. Not one in the aggregate. But what they try to do is they show you this black dude on the street with his pants hanging with a booze bottle saying, trying to make him represent a group of people to get you scared about, oh, if we help folks, that's what happens. Or they go, they, they completely leave Appalachia out of the picture. You don't even see Appalachia on TV. But you see the barrios, you see the ghettos. It's all calculated to screw you all. And it's not screwing any one ethnicity, it's screwing us all. We just don't know. You don't see, you don't see that damage that's done. That reverse mortgage, I'm screwing you. That reverse mortgage says, you know, you used to build up that home for somebody else. And then, and then you used to go ahead and leave it, seed it to your kids. But now you can go ahead and get a reverse mortgage. Go to Puerto Rico, go to Jamaica and have fun. Bruce just puts here, Elon Musk, 5% tax rate and 50% increase in profits. His employees, 25% and 9% raise. It's a shame. Yes, that is our economic system. And when we have people like Brother Eric Hayes continuing over and over and over to have blinders on, Brother, I love you, but my God, put some glasses on that doesn't have the colors. And this is not an opinion, my Brother Eric Hayes. Stop defending those that are screwing you, my dear brother. Stay with me. Understand what we're saying here. It is imperative that you do. Because you're not, you are okay, but you're screwing your kids. You, brother Eric Hayes, are screwing your kids. Just like my daughter as a, a, a medical student is going to be half a million dollars in debt because... Because our system says, you invest in it. You invest in them. Okay? Eric Hayes has got them on now and not getting a tax refund since change in administration. That's not what's not giving you a refund. And you also, you should, you are, I think you're an, I think you're a, an accountant. Don't lie to yourself. Go find out the real reason why you're not getting a refund. And let me remind you why you're not getting a refund. When Donald Trump created his new tax plan, the way he fooled the middle class into believing that they were getting a tax break is, you know, those that, you know, the exemptions that you take that they withhold money from your taxes. He reduced the, the exemptions. So you were just getting the money that you're going to get back earlier on. And then when everybody thought they were going to get a tax, a tax return, or rather they were going to get a, a, a return in a, a, what do you call it? A tax refund. They didn't get one because they already got it. Donald Trump fooled you into believing you got a tax break. Oh, look at my check. It's a little bit bigger now. But you ain't getting a tax, a tax refund because that's how they screwed you. The rich people got the tax refund. You got to hold the bag. You don't have to listen to me. Look it up. A lot of people didn't get the tax refund they thought they were getting because they did get the same amount of tax refund. They just got it over the years that they, over the months that they thought, oh, wow, Donald Trump is president. My check just went up in price. Donald Trump is president. My Trump, my, 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 I actually made a bit more money. Donald Trump is president. They screwed you.
like they do all of the times. They, they, they want to keep... That is why the, the right keeps their people dumb. They don't, and and I, I don't say that to be insulting. I'm just saying that's how it is. We must keep them not wanting to read. We must keep them anti-science. We must keep them with all these ways of being. Why? Because if we keep, if you get some intellect, if you get some intelligence, if you get to understand or you start doing critical thinking, there is no way you could look at what happened under the Trump administration and how they screwed the middle class with the tax cuts and gave it all, transferred your money up. There is no way. There is no way. Okay? And, and again, and Eric, brother, love you, but you're not making sense. You are an accountant, and now you have me concerned for those for who you do accounting. Because what I'm, at, what I'm telling you here, my dear brother, is not a, it's not a figment of my imagination, sir. It's just how it is. If you want to get screwed, that is fine. But please, don't encourage others to do it. If you want to hurt your kids, that's not fine. And I'm never going to tell you that it's fine. Because your kids are independent of you. So whenever, if I'm ever to get a chance to see your kids, I'd be saying, Hey, kiddos! Make sure to do things right. Read on your own. Study on your own. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to any adult. Study on your own. What I'm happy with with the millennials, millennials are starting to do that. They read on their own. They figured out, they figured out that capitalism was a bunch of crap long time ago. Long time ago, they realized, oh, why are we working so hard so that X amount percentage of what we brought into the company goes to a few people? That's what they said. That's what they're saying. So, I mean, it is amazing. My, babe, my brother baby boomers, brother and sister baby boomers and, and older Gen Xs, right? Those are the folks that we need to get to because I tell you, they are the ones that are, margin, that, that, that are mortgaging the future. And when we say mortgaging the future, we're not talking about, oh, of deficit spending. That's not what I'm talking about. Mortgaging the future means that uh, by mortgaging one's intellect because all we have to do is get people's get people knowing things that's all i don't have to tell anybody to do anything i just have to ask them to educate themselves and if they so choose to educate themselves they will come to the same conclusions that you guys hear on the show in my book it's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relatives friends and neighbors when I sat down with that woman, uh, beautiful woman, a real conservative, uh, right-wing white woman sat next to me. She just wanted to know what this dude was doing in here, every day writing. And I explained to her, and then we got, she had some medical issues that she was pissed off at the insurance companies read it in my book as uh, it's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relatives friends and neighbors and we started talking about what would a good healthcare system look like what would be best and all i did was ask her questions and she would give an answer and i'll say but what if and what this and and whatever and she was agreeing yeah that would work better wouldn't it oh yeah why don't we do that and i'll say oh we don't do that because and by the end of the day or the discussion she was a Medicare for all convert, but she didn't know the convert that she was, was to Medicare for all. All she knew is that she wanted a system that worked, a system that was good for everybody. 
not just a few people who are psychopaths who are psychopaths those wealthy people that just can't get enough they are psychopaths you know uh you you have all this money and and the administration says you know what we need to raise money so that people can have health care child care we we need to do those things and these psychopaths that are worth billions of dollars the program is going to cost 50 billion dollars hell these guys could finance the program themselves but do they no hell no people people the psychopaths that create that that make up our our plutocracy our oligarchy our corporatocracy they are psychopaths they are not to be revered there's no morality behind them we like to revere oh look at all the money they have and look at the look at the prestige what kind of car they drive in i'd rather drive a bicycle than be like these guys i'd rather drive a bicycle love people that's all you got to do you cannot love your fellow americans be a hundred billionaire or a ten billionaire and complain about taxes you cannot be but a psychopath if you do that you cannot be otherwise what does it take you know that petty thief that goes into 7-eleven he, he grabs a pack of cigarettes he grab a coke the amount that these people rip us rip off from us legally legally that they rip off from us and we think those petty thieves are immoral we think those petty thieves there's something wrong with them their biggest teachers are the capitalists they just take because they can they're thieves they're thieves because they can that's it i just wish I just wish you just don't take my word for it. You do the math. There's a study that came out, and I I I need to go find it uh, about who where the economy does best and why and why and a pack of diapers for the baby. Exactly right. Anyhow, let's go with some videos here, man. I, I want to show you I want to show you this video for a very special reason. Okay. Every, everybody remember? I think it was Philip Morris who got renamed into uh, Atria, uh, Altria, okay? But this commercial, uh, this ad that they're, they're playing on TV, 15 seconds, I'm going to play it in a minute. But I want you to, I want you to listen to this ad in detail. And tell, uh, it, the, the pathology is such, their psychopathy is so bad that they don't see the immorality of this ad. I want to play it for you and then we'll take it on the other side because it's very important. Check it out. Altria is moving in a new direction. From being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Moving beyond smoking. All right, do you guys remember Beyond Petroleum? It's it's I guess that caught on. Beyond Petroleum, we're no longer going to do all these polluting, but petroleum the kind of pollution that petroleum does is bad, right? But it, it, it served a useful need. Uh, it, it was responsible for the Industrial Revolution. 
and we can also mitigate petroleum in the long run if we were inst to institute policies that that fix our past mistakes yes we have killed a lot of people with benzene yes we've killed a lot of people with methane yes we've killed a lot of people with hurricanes and all but we can mitigate some of that right now right and i understand that and not only that we burn wood we burn a lot of things that throw crap into the air but this one is the hurtful one when you have a company that says i am going to make you sick this is what this this is what this ad says i am going to make you sick and then i'm going to cure you from the sickness i caused that's that commercial that's that ad and that they couldn't see that, you know, somebody would interpret it that way in the, in the first place. It's astounding. Here, we are Altria. We addicted you to nicotine. We addicted you to heart disease. We addicted you or we made you get lung, lung, uh, all these lung issues. And guess what? We've decided that we're going to go beyond it now. What we're going to do is we are going to cure you from all the sins that we created by making you sick but there's one catch there's one catch to this you paid for us to make you sick and now you are going to pay us to make you well the corporation capitalism at its best and that many have not seen that that a publicist who got that commercial shows you the psychopathy i am i'm looking at this ad and, and they they're playing this ad in circulation all over the all over the internet all over cable media and i'm like ding dong don't you see it you paid us to make you sick and you're going to pay us to make you well it's astounding the, the way they think we are so stupid. And you know why they think we are so stupid? Because we have allowed them to think that. So folks, all I'm asking you, let's share these programs. Let's share these things. Let's let people understand all these issues, right? Because it's so shameful. Tim Danahy, Purdue Pharmaceutical, addicted people to a, a, a Oxycontin and then created an entity to treat the addicted. Same thing, Brother Donahue. Bro hey, love you, brother. How, how have you been? Don't forget, when you come into D.C., we go out to lunch or some coffee or something. Um, anyway, uh, it, it, it is astounding, uh, Brother Donahue. It is completely astounding to me. And what I want to try to do here, folks, is to lift us up. Lift us up so that we can understand how we are nothing more than cogs in a system. In a system to enrich a few. And there are two kinds of us in the cog. There are those of us like, like myself and Danahy and, 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 and Rudnin and Norman. And welcome aboard Norman and all these other great people that are trying to fight it. Then there's Brother Hayes who have been co-opted. To defend the same people that's screwing his kids. You know, they give him the semblance of prosperity that won't go down to his kids ultimately. Because there is only a certain amount of room in the system. You have got to be invited.
and I speak about that part about being invited in my other book, uh, which is called, uh, what, is, what is my other book? Good, the last one. How to Make America Utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. I mean, it is astounding, folk. Astounding. We got to get there. Carl Cox is Egberto. Carl Cox has three great posts today. Great. Uh, let me see, Carl Cox. You have to point me to uh, to your three great posts. You'll be, I'll be happy to promote them. Tom C. says, Pfizer to bring in more than $50 billion in revenue this year from its COVID-19 vaccine and oral medicines. Corporations are making record profits while raising prices and causing inflation tax the rich. Hey, and you know, and that's what Americans don't see, right? They got the governments all over the world decided to take taxpayer dollars and just throw it to the pharmaceuticals so they can make us healthy, right? But what they don't tell you is the following. The pharmaceuticals really don't want this thing over. I want you guys to understand this. Pharmaceuticals don't want COVID over. Here's the deal. And governments are nothing, many of these governments are nothing but pawns to the pharmaceuticals. Let's, let, me, let me give you an example here. The only way to get rid of a disease like COVID that, it, that, has, it, it's pos, that has its characteristics, its attributes, is to vaccinate as many people as fast as possible to prevent the mutation. And we know that these vaccines were developed with federal dollars, not only from American, uh, the government in America, but the government from all over the world. We know that. We also know that the wealthy countries are preventing countries like India from using their techniques to inoculate their own. We know that as well. The thing is, the, you know who else know that we, why we are not going to give away these vaccines for free? Because here's the deal. These pharmaceuticals could make a bet. They could say, I'm going to sell all these high-priced drugs here in the United States, in France, in Portugal, and all these places where we can. But because if we really want to arrest this pandemic, we have to go kill it in all the underdeveloped countries that can't produce this, this, this particular vaccine. And after all, the people who developed these vaccines anyway came from all over the world, right? They came to the United States and their, all their intellect was used. So we'll go ahead and donate the excess profits to these other countries to vaccinate all these people and save humanity. That's not how they think. They're psychopaths. They think, wait a minute, why do we want to arrest the disease in, in Peru? Why do we want to arrest the, degree, the diseases in these areas? We need to have a constant flow of the diseased. Why? If we have a constant flow of the diseased, we have where to put, we, we, we have a constancy in cash flow. And guess what? Since the government is paying for all them damn vaccines, all our vaccines are sold. And as Brother Rodnin has just showed us, their profits are through the roof. What we need to do is nationalize vaccine making. What we need to do is nationalize the healthcare industry like they did in, in Great Britain, in England. And nobody's calling Great Britain a, co a communist country, but they have a national healthcare system. That is what we need in the United States of America. I see Rudnan has two posts. I better read them because I, I, I like, I read everybody's posts, but when somebody attacks me, I like to put it out there because I'm not scared at all. The attacks are better for me because it helps me reach the audience that have drank the Kool-Aid that, let's say, the Daniel Ados or the, the, the Mike Csaks or the Eric Hayes have drunk. 
So here's what Brother Ledo has to say to me. He says, LOL, the mind of a leftist believes individuals do not have the capacity to choose. The leftist believes that tobacco companies force people to smoke. No, we don't. We don't believe that. We do believe that if you are uneducated or you are miseducated or ill-educated, that you will make the wrong choices. Not because you're bad, not because you're stupid, just because they, they, there was a concerted effort to make you dumb. And what we do at Politics Done Right and other rags is we say, please, don't allow them to make you dumb. Please, here is the proof. Here is the proof. So again, they pay for you to do the silly thing called smoking to hurt your body. And then when your body gets sick, you pay to clean it up. But a lot of people say, well, that's an individual choice. No, it's not. Because the smoker gets the same insurance as I do who don't smoke, who don't drink, who don't do drugs. I subsidize that person. I don't mind subsidizing the ill of people that I don't have. My daughter got a stroke. She has to be subsidized by others who haven't had strokes. You know, my wife has lupus. She had to be subsidized from all the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars we paid in premiums and out-of-pocket costs. Right? So I don't mind that. What I do mind is what the corporations do. I don't mind the individual. Daniel also says, The real threat to our kids is the leftist ideology. That's you, Egberto. It is leftists destroying the future with your reckless social engineering, Marxist policy, and climate change cult. Tell me, please, what, it, what specifically have I spoken that's going to hurt your kids, Brother Lido? I can tell you what you preach that will hurt my kid, but I don't think you can tell me anything I preach that can hurt your kid. I, I build up your kid. I lift your kid. I elevate your kid. When I say I, I'm talking about our posse, the people who think this way. So forgive me for the I, I, I. It's not a good thing to do. Brother E2247 says, Why is CPAC going to authoritarian Putin proxy Hungary for its big meeting? Because they are fascists. That's why. Why do conservatives and insurrectionists want to destroy the U.S.? Because that's what they do. Alistair, Alistair Wallace says, Alistair Waters says, Daniel Edo, you seriously don't understand addiction, do you? Thank you, Alistair. You are smart, of course. But then, you're here at politics. And, uh, you're not messing with you, girl. Uh, Carl Cox says, one of them states that the economics is a guessing game. No, no two economists agree on anything that helps small business. It's, it's, it's not completely a guessing game. Let me give an example, uh, Brother Cox. If I have a wealthy guy and I have a poor guy, this guy's starving, this guy has all the food in the world. If I give the guy $100, there's a calc... Uh, there, I mean, all of this stuff follows uh, uh, statistical analysis. But there's a, a very high statistical chance that the poor guy I give $100 to will buy bread, will buy meat, will buy milk, will buy cheese to take care of his immediate family's necessities. And given that he bought those things, he would immediately create economic activity for the person who makes the cheese to go buy milk, for the person who makes the flour to go buy wheat, and all of that. So it'll create a circulative economy. The, and, and economy is measured in how many dollars are moved around. So that's what will happen. But if I give it to the wealthy guy, he'll throw it into the bank. But he already have a ton of money in the bank. The delta dollars that he puts in the bank 
has no economic restorative value at all. And that is what they don't teach you. Oh, the job creators, they don't create a damn thing. The people who create jobs are the people who create demand. And guess who that is? You. You are the, you are the heroes. You are the ones that make them rich. You are their raw material. And at the same time, they don't want to reward you for the raw material that you are. Inflation today is a farce. And it's time for the administration to get out there and say that, it's a, it, that inflation is being caused by the greed of corporations, but worse than the greed of corporations, the immorality of our economic system. That is what needs to be talked about out there. And there's no middle ground here. That is what's happening. Amy William Brand, welcome aboard. Pfizer profits, far cry from the days of Jonas Salk, who gave his polio vaccine at no cost, free to the world. Exactly. Exactly. Jonas Salk gave it away. This was for society. And he understood something better. A healthy society is more vibrant. And there are a lot of other things to make money on. There's a lot of other things to profit on. Why profit on life? Why profit on life? And you know who are the ones who love to sing that? The ones who call themselves pro-lives are the ones that kill the most. Brother Danahy, Tim Danahy, the federal government funds 44% of pharmaceutical research. It used to be 70%. Uh, should government get a royalty or perhaps a short? I think they should get a royalty. But let me tell you that that 44%, uh, brother, uh, brother Danahy, is a bit misleading. It still remains at about 70%. The, what we've learned to do is we've learned to cover costs, right? The cost that is offset to the government. Let's give an example. We say that pharmaceutical research is 44% true, but pharmaceutical research also comes from the profits that these corporations get, and a lot of the profits these corporations get is from us, and a lot of it from us is paid for, through by Medicare, Medicaid and all these guys who pay the corporations those exorbitant profits that they can then use to reinvest back in research because, oh my God, we've done taking enough money for profits. So whereas physically saying the government gave Pfizer this money to work on a mRNA vaccine, that is a hard give. But a soft give is an inflated price being paid to that company and the, the dollars used from that inflated price to go into research. Who is paying for it? The, the taxpayer is still paying for it. Those are, and again, it's always in how it is framed. And the one thing the, the right-wing uh, capitalist media knows how to do is to frame things to believe somehow they're doing something benevolent. Define nationalize and what the parameters are, Egberto. It means there's no profit in, it, it means, put it this way, it means this. Every American citizen gets a card that says you are an American citizen, that you are entitled to health care. And anything goes wrong to you. You don't have to first go into an emergency room or a doctor's office. You are sick and you're filling out all these paperwork. Oh, and your insurance, they, they're not calling back. Uh, I get, do I have insurance? Does my insurance cover this? That is bunk. At your most vulnerable time, you have to fill out paperwork to make somebody rich. Don't ever think that's, that's the only reason you're filling out paperwork for insurance is to categorize who 
takes the money to get wealthy off of your back. That's all. And I wish more people understood it. Man, it's amazing how my program was supposed to be something else today, but I got into it with this with the inflation going into all these other issues. Because I mean my blood when I saw it, it was just before the show and I saw it on MSNBC, the I got <clears throat> I got the blood rush because it was like Americans are gonna believe this and they're gonna you know that syndrome where you, you, you don't feel too bad when you're shocking somebody else. I don't remember what it's called. And that's what would be done. Americans will be shopping, shocking somebody else because it's not them to believe that we can't do that. It has been common knowledge for over 40 years that tobacco are lying to you. Argument doesn't work anymore. I, I don't understand what you're talking about there. There's not an argument here. All I gave was facts. There's no argument here, Daniel Lado. It's a fact. You get screwed by smoking, and the, the company who screwed you by getting you to smoke, convincing you to smoke, and addicting you to smoke, then it's going to make money if you want to get, get off of smoking or for all the health conditions you get from smoking. There's no, that, that's not up for debate or anything like that. That's just a statement of fact. Egberto, yesterday you said legalize everything, and I'm 100% behind that statement. Legalize absolutely all these drugs. 100K have died last year of OD from cartels. Yeah, you're right. And if those drugs were, were legal, the cartels would be out of business because nobody would have to hide to buy drugs anymore. They could go out and buy drugs. There wouldn't be a stigma of, of being in jail attached to having drugs. And if you think that's bad, alcoholism is a drug too. Alcoholics are drug addicts. We just decided to make that one the legal drug. That's all. Uh, let's see what else we have here, sir. Uh, Daniel Ado says, no, no, Carl Cox's big former used record profits that aren't taxed to legally bribe politicians. Exactamente. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Okay, I got another video to show you. Let me show you. I need to get this one out of my system. This now is about Chuck Todd and the in insurrection and Republicans. Let's go ahead and uh, let me set it up here. It turns out, it turns out that Mark, Mark, uh, whatever his name is, Mark Short, who was vice president's chief of staff, he went on to Chuck Todd to say, yes, I believe it was an insurrection for real, for real, for real. But yeah, there may have been issues with voting. In other words, they are trying to ride both sides of the stick. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. I think you're going uh, you, to see what I'm trying to talk about here. Uh, let me start with the motivation of your former boss, um, Vice President, former Vice President Pence, and why this week did he choose? Did he chose to give a big platform to this this week? Why? Well, Chuck, I think that uh, as you mentioned, the Vice President has commented on January sixth on several occasions, including last summer at the Ronald Reagan Library, um, and he extended those remarks a little bit this week at the Federalist Society, primarily because the the President's comments about uh, the, the Vice President had the ability to overturn the election. I think merited response. There, of course, there's nothing in the 12th Amendment or the Electoral Count Act that would afford a vice president that authority. It's why no vice president in 200 years has ever used that authority. And it's certainly not one that I think conservatives or Republicans would want Kamala Harris the ability to say she's going to reject votes from Texas or Wyoming or any other state heading into 2024. Well, why did he stop there? Why didn't he say, look, it's been a year. Uh, there's just no evidence out there. This was a free and fair election. Um, the Trump-Pence ticket lost. How come he didn't go that far? 
Well, Chuck, I think like a lot of people, the vice president has significant concerns about the election. I think and because of COVID. Still? Because of COVID, sure. I think that a lot of us do. But there's been, there's been no evidence there's, of fraud. There, there you, could disagree, was, you could disagree on the election law. But, yeah. not, but yeah, I, so I understand I think, that. But. So I think there were significant concerns about what transpired in Pennsylvania, what transpired in Wisconsin, what transpired in Georgia when you said you had that matching signatures. You didn't. You had election officials overruling state officials and saying, we'll keep the balloting open and allow universal access and mail-in balloting. But at the same time, the Constitution is clear as what that process is. You're afforded a chance to challenge. You're afforded a chance to bring legal challenges. But at the point of the Electoral College meeting on December 14th, at that point, the process is concluded. And that's why the Constitution wanted the states the ability to certify elections and not for the federal government. Do you believe Joe Biden was a legitimately elected president? Does the I, former vice president I believe, believe I believe that Joe Biden is, is duly elected president of the United States. Yes. Legitimately so. The election was legitimate. I you may disagree with voting procedures, but the election itself I, was no, legitimate. I mean, I think that's the same, it's the same question. I think that there were significant concerns about the process of that election that's mm-hmm. gonna, that's gonna create a cloud. Um, but I think, Chuck, at the same time, to your point, the campaign had opportunities to bring that evidence up mm-hmm. till December 14th and didn't. And so I think at this point you have to assume that he was duly elected. And the reality is that there was not enough significant fraud that was presented that would have overturned any of those states' elections. Doesn't it say a lot that a year later that any, that actually more evidence has shown that no fraud happened? I mean, doesn't that even reinforce this even more a year later? As I said, I think there are significant concerns, and I'm glad many states are looking to rectify, Chuck. But I, I acknowledge that the president's duly elected. Amazing! We're still talking about was the president duly elected? Look, let me let me let me teach Mark Short something. In effect, you are partially right, Mister Mister Short. Uh, there was fraud found in the election in Pennsylvania. There was fraud shown in Atlanta. There was fraud shown, but guess what kind of fraud it was? It was Donald Trump supporters voting twice in 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 Arizona. It was Donald Trump supporters using a dead wife's ballot to vote. So yes, there was fraud just on the right. That's it. So the, 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 the fallacy, the fantasy that something was wrong with the election and there was this big fraudulent occurrence. Yeah, there was fraud, tiny bit. But, but it was on the other side. And that's how it has been. That's, that's been a constancy. Most of the frauds we've been finding in the last several years would not have made a difference in the outcome of the election, but they were mostly, predominantly on the right. Again, you don't have to ask me. You don't have to believe me. You just have to look it up. That's why we all have a brain, and that's why we can all do what's known as critical thinking. The reason why the right is so perturbed about Critical race theory. It's not that they're teaching critical race in school. It's that they don't want history to be taught in school. Because as I've mentioned all along, most Americans are good people. And when they find out the truth that they didn't learn, when they find out the lies about history that they've been told for centuries, they will say, oh my God, the truth shall set you free. And it really does. I don't hold anybody accountable for what their ancestors do or did. I do hold them accountable for repeating the same mistakes. I do hold them accountable for not wanting the truth to be told. Let's get that right. All right, Daniel Lado has an interesting thing, and it shows you critical thinking here. I'm going to talk to Daniel Lado about this because I think it's important. Because 
the analogy that he tried to make would have seemed to make sense. But as usual on the right, we never go deep into the subject. We only skim the surface. And because we only skim the surface, we allow people to hoodwink you. Let me read what Daniel says. Daniel says, If Egberto convinced me to get a driver's license, is he at fault when I get maimed in an accident? No. Because you have a car, and the car has a purpose to drive you from point A to point B. If you happen to make a mistake or somebody else who drives make a mistake, you may get maimed or killed. Is that Egberto's fault? No. But is giving you lung cancer a fault of Altria or any cigarette companies? The only purpose of the cigarette, there was no benevolent purpose for alcohol, no benevolent purpose for cigarettes, etc. Right? So, whereas you need a car to go to point A to point B, you don't need a cigarette. But it's a free world. You can do as you please. But me introducing you to cigarettes is introducing to something that can kill you because the only purpose it has is of nothing positive. So the analogy, while on the surface may look good, it shows a level of not deep thinking. Tim Danahy says, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Perfecto. Oh, I thought it was your words, Tim. It's George Orwell. Thank you. Egberto, don't stand next to others that smoke and don't get in said car if you feel unsafe. I don't. I don't hang around people who smoke. Or if somebody's smoking around me, they either stop smoking or I leave. You can do as you please. You just don't do anything to infiltrate me. It's that simple. Same thing with vaccines. I don't want to be around somebody with the, who hasn't been vaccinated. It's that simple. I love you. Doesn't, it doesn't mean I don't care about you as a human being. I honestly, genuinely care. That's why I get you to try to stop smoking. That's why I get you to try to take a vaccine. I genuinely cared about you. I spoke to a woman yesterday as I took my daughter to, to, um, to uh, rehab. And she told me she was not going to take the vaccine. I gave her all the information I could. I gave her a card. I told her if she needed more explanations later on, I'd be happy to talk to her. But I told her, I do care about you. And in as much as I shouldn't be pestering you about go take the vaccine, if I didn't, it would show that I just don't care. And I do care. So it's important. She looked at me and she said, you know, you're not supposed to be talking about religion. She said, what did she say? You're not supposed to be talking about religion and something else. I said, you're right, ma'am. But I like you. <laughs> I said, by the way, I told her also, don't you think since you're a religious person that God may have sent me to talk to you? Uh, I'm still not taking the vaccine. So, okay, ma'am. I just think, however, that I planted a seed in her and hope that that'll work. We're getting to the end of the show. And as usual, I am so taken up with the show, I forgot to do my ass. So let me, give me two extra minutes today. Let me play my thing for the books and ask, do my ask, and then I'll be done shortly. So let's do the book. Berto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. 
I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, take it to the next level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from those who rigged it gives us a place to land after learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side we point out what would make an economy that works for all each book stands on its own but together they provide the full picture please consider getting one or more you will undoubtedly learn be entertained and help us continue the mission with our blogs articles videos and books Absolutely so. And folks, please do remember, if you are on YouTube right now, please click that join button. Become a part of the YouTube posse. I mean, look, PDR posse, we need your support. The truth is, we can't continue doing this the way we do it unless we are supported. You notice uh, the, the big pharma and all these guys, they can go big, give big money to the radio stations. We just need your small onesie twosie threesie foursie fivesies here that is what really helps us so please click that join button if you don't see a join button but you are on facebook or some other channel go to politicsandright.com slash youtube politicsandright.com slash youtube alternatively you can go ahead and go to uh, support us on patreon politicsandright.com slash patreon Patreon is done. P A uh, Patreon is spelled P A T R E O N. Thank you, E two two four seven, for asking about Ashley. She went for a checkup today, doing fine. She also d does her rehab every day at home, plus at the place where uh, we go. Today she did altogether six flights of stairs. Man, my baby did six flights of stairs. It was it was tough on her. She was tired, but she went up those stairs on her own. She, uh, sometimes she used her cane, sometimes she used the railing, but she meant that she was going to do it. Bridge MCP is doing fine. She's getting better slowly. She's going to be back with us. I'm, I haven't spoken to her in a couple of days, but Bridge is going to be back with us as well. Folks, go to our, uh, uh, you can support us as well at politicsunright.com slash PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Remember, you can go to our store. A lot of new stuff at our store. Please go to, including the t-shirt the, the with the squad. Politicsandright.com slash store. Politicsandright.com slash store. You can also get all our books. Please get our books. We need to sell more of those books so that people can see what we're talking about. It's not some crazy mythology, some crazy ideology. It is just common sense. It is just there to say, we the people. Go to politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. Last one. Last one is politicsandright.com slash support politicsandright.com slash support you want to support us uh we have all the different forms you can support us at politicsandright.com slash support bruce says i couldn't do six flights all at once maybe with a long break halfway she didn't take any breaks bruce well actually we did it we did it in two two uh two um two times because what it is it's to get up to the third floor at her building that's what it is to get up at her third floor so that's why i said six flights of stairs because again she's on the third floor she came up to the third floor twice today she also walked about i guess probably about a half a mile because we went we walked to uh to to starbucks to get something and come back so she's working hard so we just want her to stay healthy and keep things going folks look i could not do this without you uh i really could not do this without you i can't wait to be 
when, when we are all done, I still in Ashley earlier today, I can say, you know, I want us to get back to Houston. And when I get back to Houston, for all my Houston supporters, we're going to have to have a bash at my place. And for those of you uh, that have been supporting us online with your good wishes and everything else, I'm going to have some sort of a Zoom big party when Ashley is all together and have all her stuff done. Because, you know, you guys made all of this possible. You guys made being able to tolerate this stuff, being able to see this to know that you have a posse, to know that you have people, a village. You know, they laughed at Hillary when she spoke about village. I sure as hell do believe that we, if we started thinking of ourselves as a village, if we start thinking of ourselves as our brothers and sisters keepers, the plutocracy couldn't do crap to us. The corporatocracy couldn't do crap to us. When we have a Yvette Avery, thank you Yvette, Yvette Avery Herod fighting for the common man, and having them believe in her. Having them believe in her that she gets something done. They can't beat us, man. But we have to have worth. We have to believe in our worth first. And I swear to God, that is one of the things I'm trying to do with Politics Done Right. Tell folks, the worth begins in you. You are the worthy one. They like to tell you, they try to beat you down from the outside. Sorry for getting on my kick here, but... I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.